Never been last, we first. We, first. we gon' show you how it all really works. Really works. We gon' tell you what it's all really worth. Really we gon' tell you how to count your wealth. Can't forget about your mental health. You should love yourself. Recognize that you blessed. Know the world is a mess. You can pass that test with the perks. Yo, yo, yo. Thank you for tuning into Perks Podcast. It's your boy, Devious. And it's your girl, Asia. And welcome to another awaited episode of Perks Podcast. Yeah. So, as you all know, how we get started over here, we don't ask each other, How you doing? We don't say those words. We ask, how are you doing mentally? So, Davies, how are you mentally? I'm going to London Sunday. So, I'm doing great. I'm on cloud nine. I'm on cloud 25. Great. Good. Enjoy. I'm hating right now, but whatever. (laughs) Uh, I am doing good mentally. I can't complain. Um, Yeah. I've been good. My people around me has been A-OK. There has been some challenges going on, so just helping them through that process. But overall, staying strong for them and staying strong for myself. That's what I could do. But do as you do are... How you do when you does it. <laughs> yes. So yes, this is a long-awaited podcast episode. I think now it's, you know, starting to get busy. Businesses are picking up. Some people are going back in the office or going back, you know, remote and traveling for work. So don't blame us. Podcast episodes have been delayed, so I'm not going to deny that. We are busy, but I know you love us and we love you all too for tuning in. So we are going to jump right into it. Um, so random smack. The crazy things that has been going on in the world today. As you all know, I get most of my information from the shade room. So that's where we're going to start. So Summer Walker dropped her CD. And also for you all that's tuning in, Adele is dropping her CD Friday. Yes. Friday, November 19th. And you know, wait, what's this one? It's going to be 30, right? I think that's how you remember. Yeah. So, is it Omen Baby? It's what she said. Yeah, that's what she said. I know you was going to do that note, but okay. So, <laughs> that's the only part of the song I know. <laughs> I hate that song, but that's the only part of the song I know. <laughs> So yeah, so she will be dropping album, I don't know what number, like physical number it is, but she titled this 30. Yeah, 30. Which yeah, I yeah. love, which is because I am 29, I am getting closer to that, to that 30 number. And I think she only has four albums. I'm pretty sure it's only four albums. She yeah. had um she had the pavement song, which should have been on 21. And yeah, I know she had 19. The other side, 25, and then 30, yeah. So 19, 21, 20, 25, 30? No, she don't have a 19. So it's 21, 25, 30. So pavement, 
2130. 2130. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, got it. See, I thought her, her um albums had numbers, but got you. So yeah, I am excited about that. You all look out for it. I am excited. Um, hopefully when she goes on tour, I will be able to see her live. I just have a feeling that I won't be able to afford her. So maybe it was on 19. Maybe she did have a 19. I think she did have a 19. Oh my goodness. Look it up. She did I'm have a 19 right now. 19. She yeah, it's yeah, it's 19, 21, 25, 30. 19, she had um make me feel your love. Oh, I was like, I thought yeah, it was all Chase numbers. Yes, Chase and Payments was on 19. Uh what was on 21? 21 was oh rolling in the deep. Yeah. Rolling in the deep. And then hello. The next one, 25. Yeah. So yeah, they're all numbers. So 19, 21, 25, 30. Sorry, we just sent y'all on a real roller coaster right there. But <laughs> we figured it out. Okay, so back to the CD that's out. Summer Walker. So I'm not saying I'm a huge, 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 huge Summer Walker friend. Because sometimes she'd be a tad bit out there. Like I used to follow her on Instagram and stuff. But she's just been doing a lot. But the new CD was like anticipated by a lot of people. And it dropped. I don't hate it. I like it. I love her features. Um, It's just something about pain. And when they challenge it into their music, it's great. Like, cool is another person that does it. Whitney Houston. She's yeah. one of the main people that like channel that pain into music. Um, Kelly Price, that's like another one of my favorites. Now, I don't, I, you know, I hate that they are going through this process, but hey, but they're making you, money out of it. Do what you do, do what you do, what you do, how you does it to give us the music. <laughs> yeah, they are emotional singers. I will say, Mariah Carey, she's not really that. She's not really that much of an emotional singer. Like I don't I and the only and I think Beyonce sometimes could be an emotional singer. She did. That was the entire what lemonade album. No. It was as far as male singers, who's emotional? You got Tank that's sometimes yeah. emotional. Neo wasn't really that emotional. Trey Songs isn't that emotional. Chris Brown isn't yeah, you don't have that many. You had Luther, he was emotional. Oh uh, yeah, Luther. Yeah, Michael play. Jackson wasn't emotional. Prince was a freakazoid, but he wasn't really emotional. <laughs> Yeah, no. I didn't even think of like male artists on that end to think of it. But yeah, that's true. John Legend as an emotional singer. I like John Legend. John Legend is good. You move, we move. That's my favorite song by him now. So you're just going to be dropping notes this whole episode? Only the high ones that I can't hit. (laughs) Every time he's dropping notes, I'm looking at him like, what is happening? Who's the singer that sings that song with him? I like her too. Janae Aku. What's her name? Aiko. Yeah, I like her on certain songs. Yeah, she's Emily really Sunday. good. Is, no, not Emily Sunday. What's the girl name that sings the song? Um, I Rise Up. That is... Um, Andrea Day. Yes, Andrea Day. Yeah, she's she's nice really good. Yeah. Oh my goodness, she's really good. Um, y'all may not, but daily, he's another like UK artist. I yeah. mean, y'all be sleeping on him. I love daily, but yeah, so one of the things that um 
came to my attention probably everybody else's I'm not gonna well actually let me go through her track list right quick so as you all know the last thing on the track list is Sierra's Prayer which I am going to just highlight it for a tad but her album is called Still Over It as you know she has a tough I guess 2020 um, during a pandemic she had a baby she was dating someone and that ended up being a toxic ratchet relationship um so here are some of her singles from it so she had bitter which was narrated by cardi b so that was just an opening to her cd expert reason no love throw it away um insane she also had unloyal with ari lennox love her toxic that right there which was with pharrell williams i haven't heard of pharrell in forever yeah he said uh he said a very controversial statement not too long ago about black people or slave or something like that the for last real? time i heard about him yeah for real if I'm not i mistaken. could tell you with him black don't crack that man looks the same well i saw his recent that's called photoshop we gotta stop saying people look good in pictures that are celebrities they have makeup and they have photoshop I saw Pharrell unfiltered and money. <laughs> Hello. I saw Pharrell unfiltered and he looked every bit of black definitely cracked sometimes. Okay. Yeah. And then you have a very last one that all of you all single ladies probably have memorized now. Sierra's prayer. So let me just give you a little highlight. So when you all think of Sierra, you think of a perfect perfect relationship because she's with Russell Wilson was he a QB Seattle Seahawks right I think I got that together um but you kind of forget who she was with in the past she had to go through a lot of toxic relationships to get where she is now um so I see why she chose Sierra to do this but I'm just going to give it a snippet of her but my whole issue with that is like people concerned on social media what? God answered Ciara's prayers, but he didn't answer slave prayers. <laughs> so they out there fighting in his son. They don't even want love. They want a little bit of freedom. <laughs> and he just said, like, ignore. But Ciara say, Lord, I'm tired hey, of the niggas. Let's treat me that. what I do. <laughs> All Ciara said in the prayer was, Lord, the niggas are mistreat me. What do I do? And he said, he gonna rustle. No. No, what I appreciate about it is because it was, she wants to reconnect with herself. That's one thing that I brought out of it. Like, it wasn't more like, find me a man right now, but help me to remember that I'm a queen, I'm important too, that I need to focus on myself, making myself better. The black community calls her a king. We can't forget that. Sierra? You don't remember that? No, I know Beyonce. Yeah, I the, the South, the South and the like and the North, wherever you at, like y'all is so different. You don't remember they used to call her a man back in the day? Oh, that's what you're saying. I thought you said king. Oh, you're so stupid. Anyway. <laughs> Get it together, Asia. A king. Um, yes. You know what? She's really pretty. Like for a moment, 
I would have thought, okay, so yeah, she has dropped great lyrics and like singles and things like that. But Sierra could legit be a model and just make money from that. She's so she got pretty over the years. True. Again, money. You could fix things. (laughs) But then you're not really pretty though. You have money. Like, oh, she got money. Like she's not pretty. She got money. Same thing with the Kardashian sisters, Kendall and Kylie. Like, well, one of them is pretty. The youngest one, she's actually pretty. Kendall, Kylie. I don't know which one is the youngest. I'm not even gonna lie. Yeah, whoever. It's one of them too. Yeah. Yeah, one of them is like actually pretty. Could be a model. The other one's just like, oh, she got money. Yeah. So I think you're probably talking about Kendall. She's the model. Yeah, she's pretty. Um, I think Courtney is really pretty to me. I thought. Chloe was really pretty, but she started doing like a lot Chloe of work. Always look like a big dude. She's never been pretty to me. She was to me. She was, but now yeah. when she started like doing surgery and stuff, she's not that oh. great to me. But hey, to each his own. I can't, you know. Just like Kim, I don't think Kim's pretty. No, she's I'm, not. Yeah, I don't think I've never thought Kim was pretty. Yeah. I think I think Chris looks better than all of them. Yeah. I think the mama looks better than all of them. But that's just my opinion. Oh, it's so funny. See, this is why we shouldn't hop subjects because now you said Chris and then I'm thinking of her like her dude, her boyfriend. What does that no. man do? Who? Chris's boyfriend. Um, Corey. Black guy? Yes. What do he He's do? Handbag. But legit, do he do something? Like, is he a producer? Here's the thing, Asian, when you're in Hollywood, you have, so out in the streets, we'll call people like that opportunity. Well, opportunity is a word for rich people. We call them hoes, skeezers, all those types of things. When you're in Hollywood, you're just somebody's partner. You're an opportunist. You're literally there to get with somebody with money. You're not a gigolo. You're just a, you're a well-kept man. He's a well-kept man. But he has to do something. Like, I don't remember them dating bump, so to say. Like, you know, basketball player, musician, uh, somebody that's in the industry. But every time I see him, I'll be like, what do this man do? I don't know. Uh, but Corey, shout out. Sh- tell me your game. What do you be doing so I can find my sugar daddy? Oh, sorry. My bad. So let's say that he's a road manager, a business executive. Okay. I don't know what that is. It doesn't sound like Sounds like a regular nine to five, which is perfectly fine. I work a nine to five. Yeah, but that's in the world a nine to five. Yeah, just like Adele, the dude that she's dating now, he's just like, well, I think he's a manager. Like he's, he's a sports agent. He makes yeah. money for like he money off the bat. Or something. So yeah, yeah. you know but, Adele uh, likes a nice uh, melanated fella. She's always like a melanated. Okay, let me get through this prayer. <laughs> you know what's funny though? I'll tell you what I think is so funny. I always we always come back to these subjects. Adele has dated more black men than white men her entire life, but she don't have a mixed baby. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> She's like, I, I that is true. The new she was married to was white. <laughs> that's the only baby she got. That was she the she Lord, to be a baby's mama. Be a black baby. She said she refused to be a baby's mama. She wants to be a baby's mother. That is terrible. <laughs> she 
she's a baby's mother because the baby is Caucasian. No, exactly. not a baby's mama. <laughs> that is terrible. Okay, we're gonna get back to toxic relationships in a minute because married at first sight. I'm just gonna get a quick little recap after this prayer. Okay, so what she said. So it says, um, I don't fully understand everything right now, but I know you have great plans for me. I pray that the next man of my life will be my husband. I pray he loves me, leads me, guides me, reassures me. I pray that he holds me. I pray that I have everything I want and need in him. Then she states that you say love is patient, love is kind, it does not envy. I believe in this pure love, and this is what I want. Thank you for reminding me who I am. I am a queen. I deserve to be treated like one. I am a warrior. I will get up. I am a child of God. I'm everything you say I am. So two ways I could take this. The first part that I love it is because people say you need to manifest things. So if you need to manifest things, you definitely need to work for it. And it is true. God answered prayers. I would definitely give it out there. And (laughs) this is a situation that I know of, which, so he's black and his wife is Polish. And I was asking her, how did she, you know, how did they meet? And she was like, I pray for my husband. I pray for (laughs) the qualities and everything that I wanted in him. And then she was like, and she was like, I was looking for somebody, you know, that's Polish, that's somebody that's based in my language. And God sent me this man that I asked for, but he's black. She was like, see, so I didn't really make my prayers <laughs> Mm-hmm. I didn't pinpoint, you know, what color or what if. So that was just so funny. But yes, um, state your prayers, manifest it, but also you need to work towards it. What are yeah, you yeah. doing yourself to get that person? Who are you drawing in? If you're yeah. toxic to yourself, you're not following, you know, you're not helping yourself in that toxic form, guess what? That's all who you're going to pinpoint, and that's all who you're going to draw attention to. Because the thing is, with natural attraction, you are you you're going to end up with who you are. So if you're a toxic person, perhaps somebody not toxic, it's not going to happen. And like even like the whole manifestation thing, I think like people take it and put a whole spiritistic view on it. But I'm a firm believer, and like I know with me, like I, I've been one of those people. And like my mom and my brother, and my family, they could testify. Like when I say I'm going to do something, I always do it only because I say it out loud when you, and, and that's one of the weirdest things, like praying out loud to me is so weird. But when I pray out loud, when I set goals out loud, it's the only time that it actually happens. If I don't say it out loud, subconsciously, I'm not going to do it because like, I'm afraid of something. So I'm a firm believer in that for sure. If you want to do something, just say it out loud. You go accomplish it. Say it out loud and work toward it. Don't be like, oh, I want a Tesla and land in the bed. But I do want a Tesla. But you understand what I'm saying. You, you gotta, have been on a Tesla since forever. In the famous Man. words of a in the famous words of a wise woman, if you want to be somebody and if you want to go somewhere, you better wake up and pay attention. 
That was Sister Mary Clarence. I'm with you know, it. Yes, look up. I'm with it. And also, I was listening to a podcast and they actually brought out like some really good points. Um, so this was a couple of things I took from it. So it said, take a look at the people that you're inviting to your life. Who are the people that you're hanging around? Who Trash. are you? Yep. No, I love y'all. My <laughs> friends are trash. Not all of them, but some of them are refuse. You have you have your groups, okay? That's all. Um, how do I? Well, as I was saying earlier, like how do you view yourself with the ones that you hang around? I'm a king. Were you talking about when you having these conversations? The question you was asking me. No. <laughs> oh, I'll stop answering. When you have conversations with the people that you hang with, these are things, if you want to answer, that's fine. But no, I was not asking you. Um, this is more for self-reflection, I would say. Um, so the ones that you hang around, what are you talking about? Are you downing other people? Are you building one another? Are you talking about plans and goals for the future? Are you just sitting there drinking partying not saying nothing's wrong with that Ooh. you have your moments but you know to each his not own like a good old party pal yeah <laughs> but no like on that subject let's like be all over the place again i guess one of the questions i have is like what like with like i don't i don't i think that we've created new definitions of friends mm-hmm. because to me a friend is somebody that you know intimately right so like my best best friend my best friend's color is blue my best friend hates seafood my best friend don't really care to travel. Favorite activity is going to parks. Like I know these things about my best friend because we talked about it. We've done 20Q, figuring each other out. My best friend know the same, the same questions I just answered by my best friend. They can answer the same thing about me. But it's like, if you, so if you call people your friend and you don't know their favorite color, if you don't know like their dislikes, like they're like what they're allergic to, like, is that person really your friend? Like how, like, what are we measuring friendship with nowadays? I don't understand it no more. Well, I think that's more based off on your own scale. So I could easily say, I give an example with us. So we know each other. We known each other for, I say, over three years. But I can't answer those questions. You know, I can't that you just said yeah, with your best friend. But that's the thing, though. So All that to say, there and be like, oh, I'm like, what level, you know, like what yeah. level would she be of a friend versus your best friend? So there are different levels to it, of course. Um, some people, they are just friendly. Be like, oh, she cool. Yeah, that's my friend. But that's, you know, your mentality, what you think of it. Because I wouldn't, I'm not the person to sit there and be like, oh, that's an associate. Oh, I am. I'm like, oh, yeah, they're my acquaintance. I have no issue with calling people out. They're like, oh, that's your friend. Oh, it's my Better friend. acquaintance. Me being like associate, No. I would sound, you know, I just wouldn't feel like. Yeah. You know Somebody felt offended when I said they're an acquaintance. I'm like, what's my favorite color? Now you're an associate. So it's just, I don't know. I just, I feel like we need to redefine friendship because as so friends, like, how would you put that you know, on a scale? What is your definition of it then? Of a friendship? It's like to be friends, like you're, you're intimately getting to know somebody. And I feel like, even like with us, like when it comes down to like guys and girls, I'm very careful of that now. And I'm very careful of getting super close to females because my my two chick best friends that I had, one instance, 
their feelings really did get involved and it definitely damaged the friendship. We're cordial now because they're married, but previously, like, it was like, they're like, what are we? We're friends. But, mm, yeah, you have. You better. But it's like, not that we're better now, but I feel like with friendship, friendship is like intimate. Like, you you can hang out with anybody, but when you choose to hang around and associate with the same people all the time, and you're sitting there and you can't say like, oh, this person ain't gonna eat that food. They don't like this. Oh, this person, like, like just certain things you should know. Like yeah. love languages aren't just important in relationships. It's also important in friendships because like, if you want to buy a friend a gift, like for instance, me, I have a friend, Um, I, she's a girl. Her favorite thing, like her love, her language, me and one of her love languages line up, which is gift giving and gift receiving, right? So she told me randomly one day, she's like, oh yeah, her favorite color was pink. Cool. Then we talk about something else. She's like, her favorite candy were M&M's. I'm like, oh, that's cool. So then the following week, I randomly just sent her some pink M&M's in the mail. And like, that was the nicest thing in the world. So that's what I haven't done. I haven't implanted them seeds in your head because I haven't received no gift from this man. (laughs) My favorite color is yellow and my favorite size is Tesla. I said, me implant seeds in your head, you implant seeds in my head. People are like, oh, why don't you ask your friends for stuff? Because I don't want $40 for my friends. I want $40,000. They just, they simply can't do it. They can't do it. I don't want 40. I don't need $400. I need (laughs) $40,000. I would take the 40 and the 40,000, okay? I just want the 40,000. Which one you want both of? <laughs> I just want the forty thousand. So our listeners, if you guys out there, if you have rich friends, so I have some well-off friends, but I don't have like rich, rich, wealthy friends. Tell me, how do you guys go out and get your rich, wealthy friends? And also, <laughs> how do you ask them for stuff without becoming a beggar? And I have. <laughs> And I asked that I really question. Think you accomplished that. Why are you asking people? Well, because here's the thing. So me and a friend, I introduced, I introduced uh, my friend to some of my friends in Massachusetts. And then you. they were talking about like their jobs or whatever. So one of them, so two of them, their jobs are their, their house cleaners, but they're not like the help house cleaners. They're like the help on crack. Like they, they clean Obama's house. Oh yeah, and so and so like they talk about like their big bonuses that they get from like the holidays from cleaning up these houses, and it's like cool. So if if you're my friend and if you're making like four million dollars a year, whatever the case may be, and hey, hey, like, pause, you not just gonna roll over that? Like, are they really making like six figures over? Like, we not talking about how much are they thousand years or? Is one of them him as a million? <laughs> so whatever the case may be, if 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 you're my friend and you're bringing in like so many millions a year, okay, I get it. That's your money. I I perfect. Listen, I'm a firm believer in what's yours is yours. But let's I think just I say, need to change careers. No, but here's the thing, though. But let's just say like I'm struggling, right? And we're friends, and I know that you have millions. How do you ask um? How do you ask a friend for money without seeming like just begging? Because I hear all the time, like, money ruin friendships. Are like, you best- asking with the intention to pay it back? It depends. Like, me and my best friend, we have this we have this thing. Like, we've never asked each other for money. But we know, like, if if he asks me for money, don't pay me back. If I ask him for it, don't pay him back. Because, like, we, we if we get to the point of asking, like, we need it. 
whatever the case may be. So it's like if you if you make four million dollars a year, and if I make twenty thousand dollars a year, and I borrow five thousand dollars from you, and if you're my friend, are you really expecting me to pay you that back? I wouldn't, especially compare a million to five thousand. But then, but then I but think I would, so many I issues, would, would like to know your backstory, like why. But, the, but yeah, but then like so many, and then see, that's the issue. When people ask me for money, I, I don't need to know why. When you ask the boss, when you say, hey, can I borrow this? When you borrow money from me, I don't Not need to know like why. Not like why to get your business, but I need some type of background, especially how I see either like how you're spending money, you're traveling, da 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 da. I'm a friend of yours. So I would know, you know, you're spending money some type of way. So mm-hmm. why do you, you know, is it medical? Did you get in a crash? Something last minute. And it's like, okay, it's an urgency with this. Then it's like, okay, cool. I wouldn't worry about it. But you just be like, oh, I need $5,000. And then I see that you're on a vacation in Barcelona the next week. I'm like. First of all, Barcelona is cheap. What's Second happening? All, what does it matter what I'm doing with the money? I ask you to have it because I know you got it. Like, that's the thing. Like, like. I don't understand friendships. Like, like I know, man, my best friend, our our situation with money, it's like, I'll pay this time, you pay that time, and it's, like, unheard of. Like, it's not like we, it's not like we look at each other, like, oh, I paid last time. Like, we know, like, I know when you paid, and you know when I paid. But it's, like, when it comes down to, like, friendships with money, like, how do you, like, tell me you're broke without telling me you're broke. <laughs> I don't know. I've never been through situations to ask my friends. Yeah, me either. Don't ask them to listen. It's, like, how do you, like, like, if y'all have, like, rich friends, like, do y'all ever ask your friends for stuff? If have, have you ever been in a situation where you had to ask? And like, how did they make you feel about it? Because like, I do know some people, like I have associates who are like wealthy and I've seen like, and, and like, this is why, this is my issue with asking people for stuff. So I have these friends. I don't think they're rich, rich, but they got like a little money. And like, when people would borrow money from them, I would be with them when like, they'll get a phone call or a text. Then they'll talk about their friends who ask to borrow the money. It's like, yo, that's why I would never ask somebody to borrow anything. It's like, y'all go talk about me. Like, I'd rather be eating the hot dogs in my house, starving alone. I think I said that is broke ninja. <laughs> exactly. It's like, so it's like, I don't, like I said, I just, I, I think we don't, we don't have the proper view of what friendship used to be back in the day with our, because like back in the day with our family members or well, with our, our ancestors or whatever, grandparents, parents. It was like, uh, I got you, you got me. Nowadays, it's more of a clout chasing kind of, if I give it to you, you're pretty much indebted to me and I'm going to talk about you to other people about it. Yeah, that's just terrible. And that's not a, But that's not a friendship, though. That's just like, a, we got things in common, so we hang out. That's not, just because we got things in common to hang out, don't mean we're friends. Like I told some of my travel partners, we're not really friends. Like you like to travel, I like to travel. You can afford it, I can afford it. So we travel to split the price. We're not friends. I have something like that. I have at least three. Like we are not friends. Outside of traveling, we are not talking. You were here for one reason, so one reason only. You were here to split the cost of this room because I cannot afford fifteen hundred dollars. Why are you traveling with people that you don't like? So then, once you get the it. well, it's not that I don't like them. It's like we have certain things in common. But like outside of that, we won't build a friendship because we have other things that I don't like about that person or vice versa. So do y'all hang out when you at those destinations? Are you playing your own itinerary? We may hang out. It depends. If I'm someplace where my friends live, then more than likely it's like, I'll see you tonight. And you wouldn't invite them 
to okay got it all right <laughs> no we don't we don't we don't we don't we don't mix the match. You, you don't mix and mingle no don't do that because i know my friends and i know if i don't like you more than likely my friends aren't gonna like you either oh that's wow but i do let them be my friends at least one time like some of like some of these people i don't think you've met before no of course not i've been waiting yeah because like recently i've only been traveling like the people i've at the people i've traveled with this year and last year well one of them i traveled with them one time this year that i that i didn't like that well that i'm not friends with like that but everybody else my other travel friends especially my guy friends like all them i'm actually friends with we talk like every day, if not well, every other day, if not every day. But yeah, I have some people. It's like no, it's like when I hit them up, it's like yo, want to go here? I'm like when? Are they um, like when? No, I got it. Now I have one person on my list that you travel with that I would love to meet. I'm just waiting. He got good credit. I'm with it. Uh, <laughs> I'm just waiting. February can't come soon enough. Hopefully he is on that list. That's all I'm saying. But back to what you were saying with your friends and things like that. Um, Yeah, just list your pros and cons. Pretty much your track who you are in a way. That's what I would say. Um, If you're a toxic individual, you always like a Debbie Downer, things like that. That's what you're going to attract. And you can't really go up from there if you. No, you cannot. Yeah, nobody that likes person. Are you friends with any Karens? Yeah. Yeah, I think I may be the I may be the male Karen in my friend group sometimes, not all the time. But I just realized I got some Karens on first when I don't really like them. <laughs> I don't. I don't like them. Well, you named them Karens, so. That's the start. That's not always bad. Karen's are people who get what they want. Oh, yeah. All so they got the money to get it. Not mm-hmm. really. I don't have the money to get it, but sometimes I have to I have to speak to the manager. <laughs> Why you say it like that? I gotta speak to the manager. <laughs> you gotta do what you gotta like do. You to had a scenario, home. like very recent. <laughs> do I have a scenario very recently? It seems um, real personal. Yeah, so I went to Macy's because, you know, I like my Armani Exchange and I only buy it from Macy's Dillers or Armani Exchange. And the shirt happened to be by the $12.99. Now, here's the thing. If it was only one, I would have made a deal. Armani? Huh? Armani? Armani, Armani, yes. $12.99? Exactly, but here's the thing. If it was only one shirt, I would have made it. I would have been like, all right, who's going to put it in the wrong spot? You haven't... You have an entire rack of these shirts. She rang it up. Oh, yeah, there are you being a Karen. No, she rang it up. Fifty nine ninety nine. No, ma'am. Twelve ninety nine. Who's there on the wrong spot? That's well That's and fine, you ma'am. A Karen. I would legit would like, ma'am. I could assist you to what this shirt was, and clearly says twelve ninety nine. Yeah, but she had an attitude, so I had to catch an attitude. I was like, can I talk to your manager, please? you really just want to be like let me talk to your manager <laughs> yeah because it's like it'd be a it'd just be a power it, it's just i don't know but yeah i have some i have some real deal karen's though that's kind of toward my circle and i just realized i'm like oh we get them out real soon 
I didn't know. I'm gonna have to go to Macy's. I didn't know their shirts be that cheap. But no, I don't. Don't ask me when's the last time I stepped into a physical store to buy clothing. Like I have done the majority of my shopping online. So I don't really interact with people like that. Unless it's at the gas station or my like Walmart or Target to get something quick. But me going to a physical clothing store, I haven't did that in forever. And I don't plan to. Mm, I was um, on the day, but I leave my bed, I lay in that bed nearby rock death. Yep, and that is the current position that he is in now. Um for- <laughs> <laughs> So they wouldn't know. Okay. So another um, toxic relationship that I do want to bring up. And this kind of goes into a conversation that I didn't want to talk about like a couple of weeks ago when Instagram and Facebook and like all of social media, they wanted to list like the red flags in relationships and also the positive things in relationships. But this really goes, I'm just going to point to one couple. And y'all know I love 90 Day Fiance and Married at First Sight. So in Married at First Sight, we typically, we legit just wrapped up a season. Um, I have to always pinpoint the Black couple because somehow they're just always toxic in the TV shows. <laughs> so this one... Pretty much a breakdown married at first sight. You get married, you don't know the person until you're at the officer. That's the way it is. They have an eight-week process um, to figure out if they like this person. If they don't, they have three, they call them experts that assist them throughout this process. And also they were the ones to hook up these two individuals together to see if they're going to be a perfect couple. So Michaela and goodness I can't think of the man's name but the black girl her name is Michaela if you look at the show and the process of the show you really think that she is the villain like how they edit it how they set up the scenes and everything mind you women can be a tad bit crazy um it was even like one part she told this man to leave and then when he left she caught an attitude like she legit was flipping tables she like slammed the door in the cameraman's face all of that and then he has an argument with her and he was like I don't this is what kills me he was like everything's possible is very positive with the relationship she has a great smile we vibe but I don't want to stay married to her but Even though I say that I want to get a divorce, I want to continue the relationship. Is that just me or that doesn't make sense? Don't make sense. It does not make sense. So at the day of decision day, he reads this letter to her, has, you know, said all these nice things. She's crying because at first I know she was coming into decision day like, nah, I want a divorce to do. He reads this letter. She's crying. He tears up. The experts asked him uh, if she wanted to stay in the marriage. She was like, yes. Come to him. This fool was like, no, I want a divorce. 
You did all of this <laughs> to express how you love this girl. And he was like, no, I want a divorce. So the experts and Michaela, they're looking lost. Like, you know, if you're saying no and you don't want to stay married, that in a way, like you're rejecting her. So my mentality seemed like, yeah, that's what pretty much it seems like. So he was like, no, I'm not rejecting her. Um, that is correct. I said what I said. Uh, I want a divorce. But um, even after this process, I still want to hang with her. I still want to build and um, go and see how this relationship will be continued and processed in the end. So she said yes, he said no. Somebody please make it make sense to me in his mind. What was his process of saying no, but you want to continue the relationship with this woman? Is it just me? From a man's POV, <laughs> you think he wanted to be out? Sometimes we're indecisive. Well, that's that's what it was. That's what it was. And just like and you spill your heart out, and then you was just like, "Nah." Yeah, it's like you know what? I, I was tripping. I was emotional. No, <laughs> we does that sometimes. Funny. I do it sometimes. Sometimes it's called catching. Buddy, that's legit. How he looked when he said no. Like he said all of that. He was like, "I want a divorce." <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's true. That was just terrible. So I know um, how we always get on like toxic relationships, but I know, but I'm going to my I'm going to a relationship with my mama. Speaking of, I got a question about you and your parents. Have your parents ever just asked you, are you happy? Mm, no, I don't think so. Like that asked me, you know, when I talk to him. Well, more of my mama, not my father, uh, would be like, you know, how you doing? Is everything okay? You need anything? But not more like, are you happy? No. Yeah. So I talked to some friends of mine last night because y'all know my mom had to play mom and daddy. I didn't have a deadbeat daddy. He just died. But um, being that my mom had to play mom and daddy, it's like, so we were talking last night and we we're talking about like how our parents are, how our parents are kind of strict on us, right? So my mama, I think I, well, the way I see things is my mom was relatively young when she had me. She was 21, I believe. And if I would have had a kid at 21, my kid would be screwed up because me at 21, the growth, the growth of me. So I tell anybody, if you're like all of us who, whose parents were younger when they had us, like we can't blame our parents for anything. Like they were getting, like, where were we at at 21? We were just trying to figure out what life really was. However, I do believe that there comes a point of accountability and you have to like just let your child just like grow to whoever they are. And I think that's what me and my mama having our little unmentioned struggle right now. Cause it's like, I don't know, like I've never, I've never got to the point of like where it's like, okay, you messed up. How do you move on from here? It's just so like just like so the other that's day, what I, I wanted to ask you. So when she meant, are you happy? Do she mean, are you happy with our relationship? Are you happy with me? No, just with in you general, and your life. Like, no, like just in general. Like in general, my mom has never asked me, like, are you happy? She's never asked me, like, what do you want? Because I and then on the flip side of that, I've always been like super independent. Like I said earlier, like when I said I'm gonna do something, I've always done it. And then I don't share my emotions and my feelings with my mom or anybody in my family for that matter. That's what I have friends for, right? 
But, and that's, again, that's not on them. That's just, that's how I interpreted my rearing. That's just like how I deal with life now. But yeah, I was just, I think like strong relationships when it comes down to like marriage and whatnot, which is also I'm afraid to get married because I don't, I feel like if you don't have that strong of a relationship with your already blood relatives and especially your parents, like, I don't see, like, I don't know. I just, I believe in love for sure. I don't think that would be true, especially with you. Um, And the reason why I say that is because when you think of a relationship and that person that you choose to become your wife, that's somebody at first is going to be a friend. So therefore, with your best friends, you are open and you are vulnerable with them. So yeah, I wouldn't yeah. see... But then I also know that they're going home, though. Huh? And I know my best friends are going home. Like, I know, okay, the trip's over, y'all are leaving. We'll talk on the phone. It's not always in person. I feel like with the wife, it's like, okay, you're always going to be here. So like, okay, I got to treat you now like I treat my mom. Like, I'm not, like, I'm not open with my mom about mostly anything. Like, she don't, like... Unless it's like just something that's just like happening and everybody know about it, about something else. My mom will be knowing my emotions about a lot of stuff. She's never asked me. Like we. So you like, don't think you would share your emotions with your wife? I don't think so. If you see it, like, because I would think you would have that friendship first and you're pretty open with your friends. That's why I would think you would have that yeah. relationship with your wife. I don't know. I don't what I, I see. I don't think I would. I don't think I would, but yeah, all that just say, speaking of all these toxic relationships, I think that starts with like your relationships with your parents. And then, like, now it's like, why well, fix? Like, I'm almost 30. She's almost however old. It's fix like, it. stop it. No, but it's like, you know, but no, it's not, it's not, <laughs> it's not a negative way like that. It's like, don't fix what's not broken. Like, we, we talk, like, she called me, she's like, what you doing? You made it home. It's fine, but we don't have like like I have some friends, and they be talking on the phone. I'm like, who are you on the phone with? What friend is that? They're like, oh, that's my mom. That's my mom, but that's my daddy. I'm like, oh, y'all had that relationship. Like, I don't have that whole we talking for five. We, me and my mama conversations are two minutes at max. When it's over two minutes, it's weird. Like, are you dying? What do you need? Am mm-hmm. I dying? What do I need? Like, it's not like a oh, how are you doing? What do you feel about this? Are you happy? What do you want out of life? It's just like I don't know. But all of that to say, I just feel like everybody who has like a really toxic relationship, mo- speaking of the black women, because you've only named black women, most of the time black women always have toxic relationships because they don't, they never had their relationship. Because of these men. Like no, I'm kidding. No. Because <laughs> sometimes the woman is the problem. They be having these daddy issues. And daddy That's issues are like a real thing. And I think like with boys, sometimes like, but I, I, Again, I don't. Again, so because of these men. Yeah, well, I think, but I think with us boys or some of us, we have mama issues. And but mama issues and daddy issues are completely different. It's like daddy issues is your daddy was absent or your daddy just wasn't a father. Mama issues, it's like your mother was present, but she didn't teach you vulnerable. She didn't teach you like certain emotional skills. She raised you to the best of her, her ability, but emotionally, like you had just left wanting something else. And so now when you're in that situation, but like now when you're not when you're in a position to try to provide that to somebody else, it's like you're crying here. I don't know what we're doing. Like, are you okay? Yeah, like, that is true. No, but it's definitely true because I could say that um uh, with my parents or with my mom. So it's not like we have conversations or you know, deep, deep things like that. Um, when she do try to talk to me or express things or when she, you know, 
if we get into an emotional conversation and she cries and I do sit there and be like I have older siblings for this like I'm the baby you don't come to me I'm the oldest I didn't have that no I'm the oldest I did not have that and it's just like I don't it was something else I was gonna say um well we got into the word we had already got into the whole stupid word that I hate that word now but it's like yeah like so I was talking so so one of my friends I'm not gonna say like what happened because it's their business but they did something that wasn't acceptable or exceptional and they told me about it. And then after they told me, they called their parents and I heard their parents' conversation. And yo, their parents was like, okay, cool. You messed up. Now, how do we fix it? Like, what, like, where do you want to go from here? Like, how do you want to fix or rectify this? I'm like, yo, that is so dope. If I would have told my mom, that's what the parents need to be. Well, this, you know, some parents can't snap. Oh, you, know, you know, all my friends know I love my mama to death. But if I would have told my mama that you know, she would told yeah, me. she'll curse you out. You're always doing something stupid. Like, girl, be my emotional rock for a second. But no, my friend, his mama and daddy was like, so what, 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 where do we go from here? What, what do you want? How do we, like, how do we fix it? What do you want from this? Like, what do you want to happen from here on out? You made a mistake. What now? I'm like, no, yo. No, yeah, because everybody. Like, that makes, a, that makes a huge difference in life to know like, hey, I don't just have parents. I have supportive parents who are here no matter what. Mm-hmm. Like I know with me, I feel like if I make a mistake, like all hell's gonna break loose. Like, like it's like with me, I've always, I've always been my mind like I can't make a mistake because I'm perfect. You're the golden child. But I'm not. <laughs> I hate, I hate people. I have a horrible attitude. I'm not the golden child, and I've never had a time. I've never had time to just like work those things out. I've never had anybody sit down and be like, hey let's talk about this this and this i've never had that so i feel like that that will definitely damage any relationship i have going forward oh no this is why we go what go to therapy we gotta talk these things out people my therapist because my insurance don't cover all of it and i use all my little passes so i gotta work on paying for therapy so speaking of rich friends out there if you guys want to pay for my therapy it's not super expensive but I just can't afford it at the moment. It'll cover, it'll cut into my travel and funds and we can't let that happen. It's going to come from my Tesla savings. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but you do have those parents because I would say with my dad, he's more relaxed. Um, okay, I never really had like a crazy conversation with him. Um, yeah. But the ones I have had, you know, he'll chill, he'll tell me, what he think about it, you need to make this decision. And then sometimes he'll leave it and be like, okay, I guided you, I led you the way, it's time for you yeah. to figure out and make your choice. Whereas yeah, like, my mama is like, you know, yeah. girl, you did that, did that, did that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And like, and so the way that I grew up, like the kids I grew up around, I have been, I have, I grew, like I literally grew up with these people, right? So of all of us, I think all, like, cause that's the thing, like, I'm not just putting on my mama, it's all of our mamas, like all of our parents. It's either we, it's either we had, so I had a, I had a mom, I didn't have a friend. And then some of them, they had friends, they didn't have parents. It was like, there was no in between. So it was like, it was me. However, my mama had no issue with throwing me under the bus. You had other people whose parents, whose mothers let them get away with whatever. The dad was in denial. Like we, like, like we just, we had some really screwed up, 
emotionally screwed up parenting going on. But we only we had one one girl, and she like we still friends. Her name's Anitra. I appreciated her and her mama's relationship because her mom made mistakes, right? And her mama let you know she made mistakes in the past, or whatever. The way her mom raised her was like, it's not you're not gonna make mistakes. I know you're gonna make them. So let's have that open relationship. And her and her mama have a very dope. They they have a nice relationship. Sometimes I feel like yeah, it's a bit too close. Like I don't want to be that close to my mom. But they have a nice open relationship with the rest of us. I don't think the kids I grow with, besides her, I don't think none of us have a, a that close of a relationship with our parents. Because it's like our parents made mistakes and they tried to prevent us from making the same mistakes. And it wasn't a oh, don't make the mistakes. Mm-hmm. It, it was it was more of it was a more like a command. Yeah. Yeah, like, it was like, it was like don't, don't do make it. mistakes. It wasn't like, well, if you make a mistake, then yeah. it's like they I'm here for you. It's it. been like, don't do it. Why? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's like we all became sneaky. Like we're just all sneaky. We didn't Who really talk about parents. That is because uh we kind of had this conversation previous. Um well, in a way we did in previous episodes, but when you think of it's generational, how is your mom's relationship with her mother? My grandmother is close to is close to them now, but I don't know about anything in the past. Black families don't talk about the past. So that's why I will never blame my mama for anything. I don't know, I don't know her situation growing up. I don't know is what all I know is what I'm able to comprehend now as an adult from my mom. So anything previously, how I felt as a kid or whatever, I don't feel that way now because it's like I look back at it. My mom was 21. If I was 21 with a kid, my kid would hate me because, no, my kid would hate me. So it's like, I don't know. I know how my grandma's relationship now is decent. Like they they get together, they get together all the time. They talking all the time. And it's not just my mom. It's like my grandma would all, all of her daughters. Like they, mm-hmm. they all talk, they all go shopping. They just, they all hang out. But like her, her relationship growing up, I don't, I don't know. You're and we don't talk sure. about okay. it. Yeah, we've never talked about it. And like, even Ooh. when I bring it up, it's like, oh, mm-hmm. I become, I then become the black sheep. Like, oh, I'm kind of open up cans of worms. It's like, no, I'm trying to figure out my life. Yeah. But I think that's a black family thing. Like white, like white families, listen, Timmy may kill Melissa eventually, but Tim and Melissa, they got a nice relationship. Okay. He killed her because he know exactly when she going to sleep. You know exactly what she's gonna say. I am so done with you. But, but anyway, why but the I and Keisha, that the and Keisha, they don't know what's going on at all. So it's I do uh, appreciate the <laughs> I, I do appreciate no. so I do appreciate that question is because so I was talking to my aunt the other day. So my mom, it was 19 of them in total. Um listen, they got and, a minute a day. Say what you gotta say in one minute. <laughs> it was a lot of them. it was a lot and one day I was just speaking with my auntie and um, I could see like how her I don't know why so aunties to their nieces at times were their soundboard like they let you know what's going on they were like yo this auntie do this this auntie do this one things like that and sometimes you can't really have the conversation you just have to sit there and be like uh-huh yeah I get it but I really had like this deep conversation with my auntie and she was just staying like with her sisters and she was like they just seem like they're in their attitude in a way how um they're so like I want it this way and that's it I don't want it any other way it's my way or the highway so to say and I was asking her that I was like do you think they may be like that 
you know, probably because of how grandma was. I didn't really know my grandmother like that. Um, by the time I was born, you know, I always remember her in a wheelchair. She was older. Uh, so I didn't really have like two deep, deep conversations with my grandma because she was sickly. She was older. And, you know, I was born later in life. <laughs> so she was like, yes. And it took that mentality for her to be like, okay, I see how my mother treated us. And I don't want to be like this growing forward. Whereas she see that in her other siblings and she was like, I don't like that. I don't like how they're being mean. I don't like how maybe they like talk about other people like that. But she made that mental note. And she wanted to be like, I don't want to be like this one, you know, going forward because I didn't like it when I was younger. I didn't yeah. like how it was, you know, I didn't like how that was a relationship with my mother. I don't like how that is a relationship with my other sisters. So that's why I asked, like, maybe from, you know, generational, from that childhood, that's how she was raised. And that's the only thing that she saw and was around. So therefore... I thought about that at one point, but my older aunt, so me, my brother and my cousins, we're not that many years apart. The way my, my the way my, my aunt, the way she had raised my younger, my cousin right underneath me, like they had they had a decent they had a good relationship where it was like communication it was talking mm -hmm. whatever yeah so i don't think that has i don't i don't i don't think that has anything to do with it i think with my mom i don't know i just he made that mental note that was like i don't want to raise my child like this some people they just see and that's what they're around so they're already kind of formed into it yeah. so just like you but, say now with your relationship with your mom at this moment in time you're like but it okay, has always been like that i'm though. ready I to my, change i want to build always, this relationship but it wasn't always like that I, I, like honestly what i think because i was doing like a whole bunch of research in school about it at one point because it did bother me at a point i think with my mom i think with my mom it became silent grief and she didn't want to express it because i do remember like growing up like me and my mom had like a lovey-dovey relationship where it was like I was attached at the hip. But then like after my father passed, it's like everything pretty much changed. Because like other things happened after my father passed, like other changes in my mom's life. But it's like, I honestly think the biggest one was like when my father passed, it became that whole silent grief of now I'm raising men versus my mm -hmm. aunt who has an okay relationship with her son. It's like, he has a, he has a father and I'm with his father. So his father's his father, and I'm his mother. I'm giving him the nurture he needs. I think with a lot of black women, when when the man is a present, it's like the nurture that's left. Like like they don't they don't have they can't give you they can't nurture you and also prepare you for life. But I think that's what my mom felt because like I had people in life that was kind of preparing me for life. So I don't know. It's just it's super complicated. All I have to say, I'm damaged goods. Bro. You'll find me on a clearance rack at Macy's <laughs> for $12.99. At the clearance rack at Macy's. Oh, my goodness. But, yes, it's interesting. And it's, um, it's difficult to, like, unpack life. But, you know, that's how you kind of get your answers. It's going to be tough. It's not going to be easy. Um, yeah. But at this point, nice I don't want to answer. have those uncomfortable conversations. Yeah, and at this you point, know, I don't really want that. Though I'm almost thirty, it's like I don't need it now. 
like I've come to grips with like this is just how life is our life is gonna be mm-hmm. but you keep my mama and my brother have future. a yeah because like even with my mom and my brother like their their relationship is a little different from me and my mama's like yeah. i think i think growing up it 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 is definitely changed because it used to be like the well it used to be the reverse like even how my mom and my brother communicate it's like i wouldn't i would have never communicated with my mama that way but it's like that's just that's them that's a relationship mm-hmm. but like i don't it's like it's mama you are the first child so not to be funny but that is kind of true you are the first child right i'm gonna trial and error baby damn it's good because there are things like when i was growing up that my older siblings would be like mama and daddy would never let me do that and it will you know it was like you kind of got it easy in some ways i was like yeah they were older they was tired Uh, But when they be like, oh, we ain't gonna get married when I get fixed. Yeah. <laughs> I'm broken at the moment. I am emotionally damaged. Oh my goodness. But yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just that just came up in my mind because we had talked about it yesterday. It was like a really deep conversation. And I'm like, yeah. Did you feel uncomfortable? Do you think that opened something up? I don't think it opened anything up. It just gave me a lot of enlight a lot of enlightenment. Cause like we 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 talked we were like our parents probably made a lot of mistakes that they didn't want us to make and instead of helping us avoid with it instead of helping us avoid the pitfalls and mistakes they made they tried to make us into these perfect robots where like we can't do any we can't do anything bad like oh wait i'm sorry were you talking about your mama or with your friend who did you have this conversation friend. with with my oh. friend my mama you know no. what I mean, my mama talked about yesterday? You made it home, yeah, okay. No, because at first you were saying that she asked you, are you happy? So what did you just no, say? I yeah, asked the question, no. I said, has your parents ever asked you? My mom must never asked me that. Oh, so what made you come up with that? I seriously so, thought you no, said your no, mama asked, asked you that. Yesterday. No, yesterday okay. one of the topics was like just our parents and we're just asking like, yo, have I'm your parents sorry. actually have you have have has your parents actually asked you like, are you happy? Mm-hmm. And like all of us, like it's that one, like no. Yeah, no, that's more like a rant. Yeah. Then I asked no. my, my wife, and I was like, every freaking day. I'm like, dang it, I'll never hear my mama, but she never asked me. <laughs> if you ask her that do you think she will be like why are you asking me that what's up, what's up with you? It, she will really yeah but i wouldn't though because i wouldn't ask her because it's like at this point it's like not i don't and i also don't want to disrupt any like i just don't know mm, i just i don't know you was like i don't want to add no more pressure i, I just don't no more pressure hiding. i'm perfectly fine just buy me a Tesla and I'll and we'll everything will just be what it is. Oh my goodness. A plaid Tesla. I wanted them plaid. So yeah, parent drama. I'm gonna text my mama that. I'm gonna call her, be like, are you happy? Yeah, because it's like when I talked to her today, it was just like a recap. Cause I haven't talked to her in probably like two days. So it was just a recap. Yeah, on a flip, I've never asked my mama, is she happy? Yeah. I've never asked her, like, are you happy? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe we're just not like mentally prepared for the answer and we don't know what to say because we're so used to our parents being like that support system, that stronghold. So when I do 
like acid or if I do see my parents emotional, if I see my mom emotional, I just like I freeze. I'm like, I don't I don't know what to do. <laughs> yeah, because the one time I ever saw my mama cry was when my dad died. Like and she was trying to sneak and cry. That's the only time I ever saw her cry. Mm-hmm. Even I was like, I don't want to see you cry. Oh when you get goodness. to the age, listen, if I'm not married and you get to the age of me having to deal with you, I'm going to love you, mama, for real, for real. I'm going to hire somebody to move in with you. I'll hire help now. You'll get the best I'll help. Get a living in. There you go. Yeah, get her living. But no, I'm not, deal- I'm not dealing with that. Just making sure she all good. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to peek in the room and be like, you okay? Cool. Yeah. I'm gone. <laughs> I love how we have like random therapy sessions, um, which are never planned on today's <laughs> the episodes. So on the flip side, I do hate an unhealthy relationship with parents. Like I have some friends, it's like I would I would I think it's I have friends who are like really friends with their parents. I'm like, why are you friends with your parents? Like, okay, when you like get to what, a certain age, out, stuff like that. Yeah, like, but when you get to a certain age, okay, it's cool. Like like my mom, like like my mama. And my aunts, their best friend is my grandma and each other. That's all they hang around with. They have other, they have a few friends outside of whatever, but their closest people are each other. Okay, that's perfectly fine. Y'all are all 40 plus. Mm-hmm. But when you are 25 and your mama 50 and y'all at a club together, or if you are 19 and your mama is 45 and she giving you liquor and y'all getting tattoos together, to me, that's disgusting. Like you got to get life together. Yeah, that is a really, really close relationship. Ain't no way. Because at what point then when, like the one thing I appreciate about my mama, she's always been a mother, not a friend. Mm-hmm. Like when parents become friends, like, okay, so I'm a fan. I got to cover up for you. My mom ain't never cover up. So it's <laughs> like, she ain't never cover up. So it's like, I get both sides of it. I do. But it's like, I don't know. I don't know. It's just, we got to work on, we got to work. I, I When people say like, with the whole black families disruptions or whatever, I do think that's true. And I do think like a lot of it is psychological and a lot of it is damaged. And people be like, oh, help build black communities. It definitely starts at home. Cause I feel like even if you come from a good, a good black family, which I did, like there's always gonna, and we're all imperfect, true enough, but there's always gonna be these issues that have never been addressed. You know? Of course. Like with some parents who are always... super, super, yeah, like some parents who are super, super close to their kids. They have so they have such dark pasts that they're just they're so close to their child because they're trying to prevent it, but then it becomes like super unhealthy. So it's like, mm. so what do you see a healthy relationship with your parents? The Hoxtables. I think the way he, Cliff, and Claire raised their kids was Vanessa. I'm not gonna go have big fun with you. I'm gonna discipline you. And I know that I know that they're a TV character. I know, I know it's fictional, and I said that jokingly. However. I do know families like that. Like, and they not they don't even have to be rich. It's just like, I'm your parent, but I also know how to have, I also know how to make life, I also know how to make life fun. Okay. But at the end it's of the day, like, I'm like serious these are my expectations. These uh-huh. are my expectations of you. I know, I know you're not gonna reach them all. And when you don't, when you make an error, let's talk about it and fix it, and then let's continue to go on with life. To me, that's a healthy relationship. It's this is I'm your parent, I set these boundaries. If you cross these boundaries, these are the punishments, but that's only temporary. Let's let's continue to move on and let's fix or damage control whatever you did. Mm-hmm. To me, that's healthy. I feel like what a lot of times with, with, with black parents, you, you blanked up, 
become stagnant. Continue to remind you of your errors. You try to move on, but you keep you're reminded of it. Or either you mess up, cover up, ignore it, and we'll keep doing the same thing over and over. There is no in mm-hmm. It's no um it's no repairing process. Yeah. In a way. Yeah, no, that's a really good point. And now hopefully this helps our listeners to kind of consider what relationship that they have with their parents. Is that something you want to improve? Um, well, yes, it's something you want to improve. Everything is a room for improvement. Um, so I'm going to say yes, everybody has room for improvement improvement and to do better with a relationship and then the ones that do have like that close relationship with your parents or some of the things that you all do um do you all have those deep conversations and ask them not more about their day but like how are they doing mentally because you would think of your parents being such a stronghold they do go through things as well that they may not want to share with you so yeah and that's true. I don't need all my. I don't want to unpack her entire path, but it's like I need to understand like why certain things done this way. You know, because I feel like I don't think anybody. I don't. We as we as children, if you're a child, if you're a child, your parent don't owe you. Like our parents don't owe us anything. They gave us life, and they took care of us, and they raised us. So she doesn't owe me a full explanation of any. Like I, I honestly wouldn't want to know, especially like mm-hmm. dark or bad things. Like I don't want to know. Cause then that's going to like, that'll make me sad or whatever. So I don't want to know that, but it's just like, I need to understand like what affects certain things like me and you, you know? Yeah. So that may be it. Probably just do it a little at a time. Be like, why do you like, yeah, I don't know. Right. Just like, why do you react this way? Or how do you feel if I do this? You look me crazy. Just do something this way. Um, but you have to give her a scenario or like the situation that you're trying to unpack. That's the only thing I could say. What other way can you unpack it? Exactly. <laughs> what other way could you unpack the situation unless you ask questions? Just like with my auntie, maybe... You may not have to ask her, but you know, maybe ask one of your aunties like I did with Matt. I was like, How how was it growing up? How was y'all raised? How was it in y'all household? And then that helps me to, you know, pinpoint, oh, this is why my auntie acts this way, or this is why they have this attitude. So yeah. You have to figure something out if you don't want to go straight to the source. You gotta ask somebody close to the source to figure it out. Yeah, that's true. And I don't want to do that because, well, guess what? They all gossip to each other. So <laughs> going to one hole, go to all. They all besties. So that ain't gonna work. Yeah. <laughs> Hire Ayala to come in. Ayala Van Zant. Oh my goodness. She'll get to the bottom of it. Ooh, she's gonna be there for a long time, but okay. Uh, <laughs> a long time, but it's all right. But any anytime you want to stop by the show, girl, we here. Let us know. We're gonna slide in your inbox. <laughs> exactly. I did already. She denied us. No, that wasn't her. That was just Toller. Oh yeah. I do remember that. I unfollowed her too. But yeah, so um, well, that kind of 
don't know how random facts went into like our main topic into a therapy section but you know what we never have an outline so this is what you all get and thanks for being on this journey with us um but uh, before we close we do have our last segment of the podcast which is our perks of the week um so perks what it stands for, it stands for perseverance, energy, reward, knowledge, and self, and how one or maybe multiple applies to the week. So, Davias, what was your perk or perks of the week? Uh, my perk is going to be Sunday when I get on that aeroplane, on that tarmac. That is not of the week. It has something that's in the past. You don't have it's past or present. Go with your perk. <laughs> so again, as I was saying, I am said I the, perk of the week. The week. Okay, then my perk of the week is I'm off of work. I did not have to clock in today. Okay, let me explain this to you. Okay, because okay, our recording has been off. <laughs> Typically, we could record on Saturday or Sunday for it to be per- posted on Monday. Your perk of the week would be from last week. It won't be this current week, you nut. Ditto. My perk of the week would be... Oh, last week. I came home last Friday, and I was so excited to come home. But let me tell y'all something. This is going to be a long perk. You know how people be like, oh, I'm not afraid to die. I'm one of those people, right? Like I've come to grips with death already. Like I lived, I lived a short life. However, I lived an enjoyable, amazing life. So far, I've seen places that people my age can only dream about, right? And I'm one of those people, like if I die, I die. Like, like I don't care. Friday when I came home, my plane landed on the tarmac. But then it took off again. And keep in mind, I was in love. I had to unbuckle my seatbelt. Y'all, I had a panic attack. My heart was beating. I was breathing funny. I started praying to my Lord and Savior. I didn't know what to do. And then, like, I had my AirPods in, so I didn't hear any announcements. So I don't know. And everybody, like, gasped me, like, oh. So I'm thinking our plane is hijacked. I'm like, not me about to die in a plane crash. So then it happened again. And at this point, I am freaked out. I'm like, God. If it's my time, I don't want to go on an aeroplane. So <laughs> the guy finally made the announcement. He's like, hey, we're trying to land, but there's traffic on the tarmac. So we have to make a couple of loops. I'm like, okay, I get the loops, right? I get it. You have to do the loops. But why are you landing and then taking off again? So all of that to say, I guess mine would have to be K for knowledge of self, K and S, knowledge and self, that I love life and I enjoy life. Again, I've come to grips with death and I come to the knowledge of it. However, I know myself and I'm not quite ready to die. I, I, I enjoy living. And yeah, that was just like, that was an eye opener. Because I would always tell my friends like, yo, I don't care if I die. And it's not in the suicidal, it's just like, a, have seen enough, you know? Like, like now, now it's kind of like my trial period. So I'm just paying monthly for the subscription. But when that plane, the panic attack I had, that was my first ever panic attack too. I've never had a panic attack until then. You're muted. 
So did they ever say what was the purpose of that? Why did they all do he that? Said was that there, all he said that there was traffic on the tarmac. So they landed. He landed right back on. Listen, you know, I'm I fly so much. I got to the point where I could count down five, four, three, two, one when the wheels are mm-hmm. gonna hit the ground. Yeah. When when I got to one, the wheels hit the ground. I unbuckled my seat belt. When he when that plane took off again, oh no, I almost had a cow. Mm. I was scared to death. I'm like, I do not want to die on a hijacked plane. I don't want to do it. I'd rather the plane just like crash in water or something, but don't hijack it. Don't run into a building. And I'm like, what buildings would they hit in Baton Rouge? You I was so up, scared. You sit up that cowboy is the highest building. I'm like, what could they possibly hit? I was uh, I was frightened. I was shook at it. Oh wow. That's crazy. Well. Glad your planning wasn't hijacked and he's here oh. to tell this story. Oh, I almost went out, guys. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's about to hop another flight Sunday. See if he learned his lesson. No, okay. Listen, the way that this little pill is going to knock me out, you can hijack whatever you want. <laughs> Terrible. Um, so my perk of the week, I guess... It could kind of go under all of them uh, in a way. So it's 2021. I know everybody goes through things. Um, But a couple of my friends, they have lost people that are very near and dear and close to them. Um, So it kind of like brings into the reflection of, you know, tomorrow is not promised. Uh, you really have to like hold near and dear to your loved ones, even though if you have an argument with them, you can't stand them for a moment. Um, but try your best to resolve it and have a resolution with it. Tell your family that you love them, spend time with them. Um, so yeah, so sometimes our lives may be so busy and so complicated. Um, but just check in with one another so um with one of my friends we were able to spend time with her this past weekend and the main thing she lost somebody very near and dear to her it was her mother and we would think that we're going over there to comfort her but in a way it's like I found encouragement being around everybody we're laughing um, we're just having a good time and things like that. So yes, um, some people are like set for words and don't know what to say when they're around somebody who lost someone in death. But just being there with that person, you don't have to say a lot. Um, if just give them a couple of words, some encouragement if you can, a hug, just a presence. It makes their day but it also makes your day. Um, so that was my perk of the week. So in a way, it could go under perseverance. Um, well, not for well, me in a way, because at times when I do hear like of death and things like that, we are kind of, I kind of like step to the side and be like, I don't know which, what's the way that I could comfort this person, but actually stepping up, being there, being able to assist them in their time of need. Um, It was rewarding for me in this process. It was an interchange of encouragement. 
Um, and also a self-reflection myself of how I view my family. Um, and I'm telling them that I appreciate them and things like that. So that was my perk of the week. Um, yeah. So anyway, it was... That was a nice perk. Huh? That was a nice perk. Have you thought about deleting social media yet? Um, yes. I It was maybe two weeks ago. And I was just like, hmm. Because sometimes I just been myself, like I see myself, I'm on it too much. Like I will close the app and then it's like five minutes later, I'm back on it. I haven't even seen anything too crazy because I kind of, I look at the people on my timeline and if I don't like them, I'm an easy blocker. I block people yeah. with the swiftness. So <laughs> well, it was me, more, I see myself on it a lot. Yeah, and with me now, it's more so I'm tired of hearing about people. And I'm not saying it in a negative way. I'm saying it in a, I'm emotionally drained already. Like you said, you 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 got a lot of friends who've lost people in death. Same thing with me. Like some of our friends end up falling in the same group or whatever. But it's, I'm tired of getting on Facebook and somebody's died and somebody's family. It's like, that's sad to me now. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm emotionally just, I'm emotionally tired of social media. Yeah, and then that's true because um, it's like so close to you as well because you did have that experience recently. So I could see how you could yeah. get affected by it. Um, but yeah, uh, with death and things like that, just, you know, try to be there for them when you can. I'm not saying you need to, you know, be on their back, on their shoulders because some people, they mourn in their own way. So it's like you don't want to kind of force them and be like, oh, I didn't see them cry. Why they not crying? Just let them figure out their process in their own way. Just be there for them. That's like the best that you can do. That's true. Um, for sure. Um, but anyway, thank guys. You all, we do this every time. Yeah. We won't take <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to our therapy session today. Until next time. <laughs> Yes, until next time, we know things are wrapping up. We, oh, I'm going to do a recap. Never mind. I do in December. So in December, we are going to recap one, the one major event that happened in each month. So I've been keeping the calendar. I've been keeping up with it. So let's see what um, November and December brings. All right. Um, but thank you all for tuning in to Perks Podcast. And next time, we'll see you. Bye. Bye. It's a perk. It works. It's a perk. It works. It's a perk.